Hello and welcome to episode, what episode number is this? This is 46? Something like that. Yeah, episode 46 of Life in General. My name is Nick. I'm Ian. And uh, as always, any questions or comments, you can email us at contact at lifeinjournalpodcast.com. Um, on Facebook, we have our Facebook page, obviously. Um, on Twitter, Ian, do you know what our Twitter handle is? Huh. I'm going to ask you every <laughs> fucking week until you tell me. Uh, it's uh, at, at Life in General Podcast. No. No, no, no. It's On Twitter, we are at L-I-G-Pod. I was essentially right. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Alternative facts, Nick. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, and uh, you can always check out our our website, lifeinjournalpodcast.com. It's got all of our previous episodes on there and a bunch of other stuff. Um, let's see. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, I don't know, just about everywhere. Dark Side of the Moon. You probably can't catch us there. Well, you never know. We don't know what's on the Dark Side of the Moon. The other side of the <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Well, what was there? Isn't there a, a conspiracy theory that the earth, that the moon is like a projection in the sky? Yeah. Well, follow any of the flat earther stuff, and and they have all these different crazy ideas about what the moon is. Did you ever not? This is completely off topic because we yeah. haven't, well, we haven't discussed it off topic right. yet. But did you ever look into the whole hollow earth thing? No, I never did. No, I, but I, I have been watching a couple. There's a there's a guy. He has a, a YouTube channel. Dedicated solely to just tearing apart flat earther videos. Yeah. It's hilarious. My favorite flat earth one is the one, the guy's like, uh, what was it? Uh, no, Jack, my oldest, showed me one. The guy's like, sets like something on the table, uh-huh. and he's like, if the earth was round, it would have fallen off the table, because the earth is... Right. Well, so, and there's and- another one where they do that. They set something on a flat surface, like a table. Yeah. And then they set that same thing on a ball. And it falls off, and they're like, "See, that's that, yeah, the, the, is kind, that of the, the same, one? <laughs> kind of the same principle." It's like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. Now, if you set something microscopic on that ball, it's not going anywhere, yeah, you know, because yeah, we're no. microscopic on the face of the earth. Yeah. And then I saw another one where a guy was like, "I remember he went out x amount of miles or whatever and put a stake in the ground, uh-huh. and then he went back and like looked at it with binoculars, and it was like, if the Earth was really round, there'd I, be a C curve. There'd yeah. be a curve, and I wouldn't be able to see yeah. the stick." Right, but like, you can't go out far enough to see the curvature of the Earth. Exactly. You know, I do that same I've thing. Been, I've been in airplanes before. You can see the curvature <laughs> you of the can Earth. See the curvature of the Earth. Yes. Well, yeah, it's it's a. It, I think I wonder if some of the people that believe that and, and talk about that really don't really believe the Earth is flat, and they just say it just to kind of get a rise out of people. I'm sure there's a few of them, but there. Yeah, all I can do is watch these videos and assume based on how. Um, animated and, and passionate they are, they seem to be about it. I can only take them at what they're saying. That's true. And you watch a lot more than I do because I, right. I try to stay away from that crap. Well, I, I get bored. So, I mean, that's what I watch. I watch kind yeah. of, you know, silly conspiracy theory videos and I watch, you know, stuff like that. And this, this I have only watched a couple of them so far and I, I forgot his name, if, uh, I, which sucks. I don't know. I kind of want to plug him. He's funny. Yeah. But yeah, he basically. I bet you do want to plug him. okay uh but he he takes these flat earth videos and then he just he he like breaks them down yeah talk basically says how stupid they are yeah essentially but he does it you know rationally way yeah and it's it it turns out to be funny that's that's cool so but anyway we did we do have a topic and and actually it's kind of different from what we were originally going to talk about somewhat um but it's kind of along the same line so i mean it's just Originally, no, I mean, originally we were going to do something, you know, not political or Well, yeah, the, the goal or, was because we did a political show, like, I think we, we've done two Two, two of them in a row. And we haven't really talked politics in a while. No. Before, we are getting closer before to the Before the last two, yeah, but I, I think the last week there's been so much shit going on. Yeah. And, and really with this whole anonymous letter from the White House, I, I mean, well. From someone within the White House. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. Um, so if you if you have been following along with this, basically it's a letter talking about how there is a faction within the administration who is secretly like plotting to not let the president do absolutely crazy shit. And that's that's kind of simplifying it to a degree. Well, I mean, that's because I'm, they're letting him do still do some of the bad stuff because 
if you read the article, it points out that there are good things. They keep, there was said it like three or three times where there's like good things coming out. You know, the tax reform and yeah. stuff that I see is bad anyway. The, yeah, things, and that's why. So w- reading the letter, I kind of I think first off. I know you just read this couple, read the yeah, article. I read it right of, before we started the show. Yeah, who do you think? I have no clue. I I I, well, I haven't read the article till today, but obviously I've been hearing all this stuff about it. Yeah. Um, in fact, Kellyanne Conway was on two separate talk shows today. Mike Pence was on two separate talk shows today, talking about it. And um, Mike Pence was asked if he'd be willing well first he was asked if it was if he thought it was anyone in his staff and he misunderstood that question at least that's what he said to mean white house staff and he says i don't know then they asked him if they very clarified the question asking him if he thought it was anyone in his his the vice president's staff yeah. and he says absolutely not and he he says if you asked him he's like i don't have to but then at the same point he says he'd be 100% willing to take a lie detector test and when i heard that i'm thinking this is America. You shouldn't have to take a lie detector test. Yeah. First of all, if you're the vice president. Yeah. And second, to prove your loyalty to a president. That is the antithesis well, of a democracy. And this is the man that people are voting for to be their vice president. He doesn't seem to understand that he took an oath to, to the country, not to the president. Yeah. It's. I think it's one of two people. Okay. I'm I'm curious to hear because I I have a theory. The too, first not one about who it is. The but. first one I, I I should I should should re, I, let me re say that I actually think there's one of three possibilities. Okay. The first possibility, which is probably the more likely one, that if and when we ever find out who it really was, it's going to be someone that no one knows who the fuck he is. Okay. It'd be some low level staffer, which who, is that's probably if that's the case. I hope we don't find out till after uh, 2020. Yeah. Because. I even told my mom this because we were talking about it. I said, if it's if it's just a, a, a no-name staffer, it's going to go away. Yeah. It'll mean absolutely nothing. Not to say that, that, that their view or their opinion has no bearing on anything, just that the public won't take them seriously. Yeah. It has to be someone like Mike Pence or See, and John Kelly. Well, I think I think if you read through it and you look at the language used in the letter, mm-hmm. things like talking about the president being amoral and and how he has no he he, he has there's no reason why he does a lot of the shit he does i actually think it's mike pence and well because and and so i I was watching something they pointed this out also the fact that he used the word lodestar yeah i don't know what even that means and well apparently mike pence has used this word a lot okay but no who i mean i would I would have to look up and see what the exact definition of it is. Right. I, I don't. I, I mean, I looked it up when when it was originally going on. Um, I was kind of leaning towards because a lot of a lot of the pundits were out there were put were saying that if it's someone higher up, that John Kelly would be a kind of a prime candidate for it because he said a lot of those same things in public, specifically referring to there being adults in the room. And he he's he said that that he's he's the adult in the room. He's he's spoken of himself as that. By the way, a lodestar is a star that leads or guides. Uh, okay. So, so and apparently Mike Pence has used this word a lot. A lot. Well, right. maybe not a lot, but quite a few. Well, times. Well, and here's the other thing: Trump can't fire Pence. No, <laughs> he can't. He can he can ask him. I mean, I guess he can ask him to resign, but he, he could. He, 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 he doesn't, doesn't have, have to. He, yeah, he doesn't have to. Right. Um. So yeah, I mean, I pers- personally, I think I'd like it to be Pence, but I again, I don't want it to be Pence either because I don't like Pence. I, I don't. Well, and the other, I, is- I, I've never seen him show any indication of having um, a true moral sense that I would, de- as I would define it. Um, his political motivations and his political views, I find, generally speaking, to be amoral too. Well, um, the difference is, is that Mike Pence is a, is a uh, what we classify as a traditional politician. So he's still, he's a, he would if if he was president, he would adhere to certain normal 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 yeah. standards of of what a president should be. The but I I disagree with him on almost every level. Yeah. The other reason why more I think... even more so than Trump because there's been one or two very rare occasions and simple things where I've been like eh, I kind of agree with Trump on that, but. 
It's been it's not much. Yeah. Um the it's also about so so whoever the author of this is mm-hmm. definitely holds traditional conservative values. True. Um and that's where I don't know that's the only question I have with John Kelly is I don't know what his views are, but I know that some of the language has been used by John Kelly too. Like I said, with the adult in the room, quote unquote. Yeah. Or adults in the room. You know, and the other thing is whoever if this is in fact true. It's also kind of almost frightening to think that, regardless of whether or not you like the president or not, so basically the government is being run by unelected officials. Yes, and it's and what's funny about that is there's those of us on this side are almost applauding it, which is sad. It is because we so, we disagree so wholeheartedly with this president that any quote-unquote resistance to him even if it is we'll say less than democratic we're almost okay with it and we shouldn't be but at the same time we don't this president gets away with so much stuff and has gotten away with so much stuff throughout his entire life i mean he has skated he should have been in jail a dozen times over even long before his presidency well, yeah, I mean, he has been... He's committed fraud. Well, look at it this way. He's been, he's been openly laundering money for, 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 the for the Russians since 83, 84, or right, something like that. That's what they suspect. They, there's, um, who Was it on Bill Maher the other, the other night? He had... Yeah, he know, had, I haven't seen it in a couple okay, weeks. Okay, he had uh, Bill Maher. I'm blanking on the guy's name. He just wrote a book basically chronicling... Trump's connection to Russia, and it goes back to, like, 1984. Okay. So, um, and yeah. It's all through a real estate. All through real estate. Because it's, it's the, the easiest money. way and to launder money. he was actually caught and, and um, didn't go to jail, but he was actually caught and, like, fined or something. At Trump was? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I didn't either. I, he's got a book out, so I, I guess I could probably read, read the book, but... I'd have to go back and find out what the guy's name is, too. Um, now, the third option that I think is a possibility. So your first first option was just a low-level staffer. Yeah, nobody. Second is Mike Pence. Pence. Okay, who's your third? Donald Trump. It, it's not unprecedented. Because... It's not unprecedented. Because, think of it. So you have the you have all the, the confirmation hearings going on in Washington uh-huh. right now at the Senate. What a better way... To wipe that out of the news, right? Than to do something like that. And it's again, it's not unprecedented because he's 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 done things like that before. Yeah. He's called radio stations yep. claiming to be someone else, yep. talking about Donald Trump in in, in a positive way, uh-huh. and uh, and they've done audio comparisons, and it's actually Donald Trump claiming to be these other people and yeah. doing these kinds of things. If it weren't, if we weren't dealing with people's lives and that's i mean essentially that's what politics does it, it it's it's dealing with people's lives and 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 our safety and everything else if it wasn't that i would almost be ex- entertained by it yeah. if that were the case but i mean this is the president of the united states he shouldn't be acting like that if it if it came out that it was him mm-hmm. it never will if it is him it will never know no because he'll never admit hey, You know, it. more than likely, we're never going to find out anyway. Oh, I think we will, but it'll be, you think it'll so? be a few years from now. Yeah. If, I mean, unless it's a low-level staffer and they weed him out themselves, yeah, which is a possibility, and then they'll they'll, they'll crucify him in the public eye. Yeah. But, um, if it's, if, say it was Mike Pence, we're not going to find out until years later when he writes his autobiography. Um, who, uh, I think his name is Ke- Kevin McCarthy is in the uh, house, right? Uh, uh, I'd have to look. Yeah, but anyway, he he had like a uh, an opposition op-ed uh, released within the last couple of days, basically calling this anonymous person um, out for not using their name. They, he said, "If you really feel that you need to come out and say something, use your name and step out." And 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 typically, I would agree with that. But the the point of this op-ed is that it's it's a quiet resistance. Yeah, and if this person does release their name they'll lose their job and that again would eliminate any possibility that they could continue to do what they're doing yeah um but from the right or wrong from the article it's not just a a singular individual right it's a it's it's a group yeah um 
Led, uh, and quite honestly, with part part of his cabinet included in it. Reading it, I wasn't really shocked by any of it. I mean, no. we've always known that there's uh, ever since he was inaugurated. Ever since then, we've known that there are people who are like like Paul Ryan, for example. He's using Trump to get his agendas pushed through, but he's he's constantly having to uh, run interference for the president on the, on the crazy shit. Yeah. So we know there's people doing that anyway. Now, this article is implying that it might be a little bit on a, on a much larger scale, but we've known about this. And we know about his, his behavior, his personality traits. None of that was none be, of that was Being a, a man-child? Yes. None of that was, was confusing in the slightest. Yeah. Or, or, or not confusing, or surprising in the slightest. None of it was. So at the end of the day this this article really doesn't tell us anything that we didn't already know yeah it's just now it's now it's public knowledge as far as like legitimate public knowledge yeah i mean like one part of the article it says the bigger concern is not what mr trump has done to the presidency but rather uh what we have what we as a nation have allowed allowed him him to do to us yes we have sunk low with him and allowed our discourse to be stripped away of civility i mean it's that's true that's true i mean if you look at you know uh, I I guess he he had told somebody off the record that he was um, regretful that he said that not the Nazis were you know the Nazi sympathizers were decent people you know because he, he came out against I guess he came out against really yeah, after the whole Charlottesville thing yeah. he did said he, he ever he, really come out I don't remember him coming out and saying that it was bad that they were bad people he he did but he didn't right it was and, more like. You know, but he he I guess he regrets even saying anything about him. Yeah. Well, as he should. I mean, that's. Well, he should. He should. So many. You, you should never regret saying that Nazis are bad people. Oh, oh, I misunderstood. I thought he said he regretted saying that they weren't that they that some of them were good people. I thought he regretted. His, no, 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 no. He was his acceptance. No, 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 no. Because he, he, no. Okay, so he did say there was good, good people on both sides, is what he said. Right. But then later, what was it like a week or so later? He did make a statement about. I, I forget exactly what the hell he said, but okay. it, but he, I guess he regretted the comments. It, that's what I mean. It, nothing surprises me about none of this. You have a man who, I mean, he, he's he's obviously not an idiot. I mean, I don't think he could have gotten where he's where he's gotten. No, but I just I just presidency with being being the idiot that sometimes he seems like. But there are so many things in this world that are just easy. For example, you don't when the Nazis are around, you say they're bad. That's yeah. an easy thing. That's super easy. Nazis and skinheads are bad. Are bad. Ku Klux Klan is bad. These are these are simple things. You don't even have to think about it. Yeah. Um, when McCain died, it would have been so, so simple for him to say, I didn't always agree with him, but he was a patriot. Well, uh, no, his, I mean, that's, that's as simple as it gets. It, it came and out that they're putting, one, they're putting that. a comment together and he was the one that killed it. Yeah. But that's what I'm talking about. These are things that are just easy. He didn't even have to have someone put out a statement. He could have just said it and it would have been done. Nothing yeah. else. You know, he, the, the flag going up and down. These are easy things. Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm not, I don't want to glorify John McCain too much because that was actually one of my suggestions for our topic is, you know, when someone dies, do we forget about some of the bad things? But, it, <laughs> but, it, but that's not just a, a politician thing. That's a every, every, that's an every person. Thing. Yeah. But, even, even family members. I mean, true. True. But, uh, that's, we, we always tend to look back at the good, at stuff. the good, the good side right. of people. But when you're dealing with people who are in the public eye, not specifically public eye, but in the public eye where they're, where they're voice and decisions affect other people you know you you can look back and say uh i'm sure you could find something good about hitler if you looked back far enough i don't know he wasn't always a dictator that's true you know he didn't always (laughs) murder jews um he was i mean at one point in his life he had to have been an all right kind of guy i think hitler you can I think Hitler is kind of the exception. Yeah, you don't have to say anything nice. But about it says, Hitler. But see, that's my point. We we're it's easy with him. Yeah, it's again, it's it's an easy thing. But with, with him, but with John McCain, I mean, yes, you know, I I didn't agree with a lot of the stuff he did. A lot, a lot. But then again, I think there was, um, I saw an interview with him, not too long before he died, where he said basically, there were times in his 
career where he made political decisions that went against his best judgment. And he said he regretted them. Right. He said he was wrong every single time. And I think Sarah Palin's selection was probably one of those. <laughs> right. But see, that's another example of how, how it's easy to just say the easy things. Sarah Palin was not invited to his funeral. No. And we all know why. Because he didn't, he disagreed with her, and he didn't like her as a, as his choice. Whether he made that choice or not, I, no one will really ever know. But I'm sure the party probably made that. They choice forced for him, him into that choice, but he knew that it was a bad decision, and he knew it probably cost him the presidency. At least it, it definitely it, cost it, him it, votes. I it cost I, him votes. I know. I can't I, say vote, the presidency was a guarantee. For no, I, I know people firsthand that have told me that they. They voted for Barack Obama, but they would have voted for John McCain had, it, had he right. not had Sarah Palin. So, um, so at the right, so at the very least, it, it cost him votes. Yet, the Palin family put out a, a statement, very simple: John McCain was a patriot. Yeah. You know, we respect the family's decision. It was just, it was very simple. Mm-hmm. And these are from, it's simple to us. It's obviously not simple to the president, but and it's coming. This this statement's coming from a very simple family. Yeah. And I say that in the meanest possible way I could possibly mean it. Very simple family. And they and they got it. Yeah. Why can't he get it? Yeah. You know? The man baby. Yeah. I, I don't it these we throw these terms out, you know, man child, petulant uh, child. Petulant child. When is it gonna sink in that we're saying that, but he's the fucking president of the United States? And and you know, I've I've been alive through several presidencies yeah. and there's been several of them that i did not like a lot and yeah. i i can think well i mean just for just for uh, clarification uh you were born at the tail end of carter yeah and i was born in the middle of carter mm-hmm. so then we had we'll say carter just for argument's sake reagan bush clinton bush jr and obama mm-hmm. so that's six mm-hmm. you know and there was two of them that I had strong dislike for. Yes. Exi- well, I would say there's three for me. Well, one one, one Bush was better than the other Bush for for, for yeah. sure. But um, as far as policies go, there's three presidents I didn't like. And that's Reagan, Bush, and Bush. I, I didn't have... I, I didn't have a big problem with, the, with Bush Sr. Um, because he, he, at the end of the day... At the end of the day, he still raised taxes. Like he knew, even well, through even he had to, even he through had all, no even through all the bullshit rhetoric right. at the time, right. he still did what had to be done. Right, and, see, that's, and, and that's ultimately, the and ultimately, and ultimately, it, I think it helped lead to the balanced budget and everything that happened later. Arguably, yeah. later that decade, I, there's no argument there. That's why I said I one Bush say, was better than the other. Yes, yes, I can't say anything anything nice about the presidency of his son or or saint reagan <laughs> fuck reagan um reagan is the reason why we don't have a steel industry now reagan, reagan is also is the, the reason why, why we have a shit have shit media right now too yeah and on our unions have been weakened yeah. for over the last three decades because of reagan flat wages you can blame a lot on reagan i yes. know but so i i forgot we were the, where the fuck i was even going with that but well, i um, kind of jumped us off topic a little bit but uh the anonymous thing i mean just Part of me wants to believe it's Pence because maybe maybe deep down I want to see something redeeming in the man yeah. just in case he does end up becoming president. I don't think there is anything redeeming about the man. I really don't. Um, but even then, then you have to, if it say it was Pence, then you have to wonder what was his motivation? Yeah. Because if... There's not going to be an impeachment, which we know there's not. No, and there shouldn't be because it's going to ruin. It's going to ruin the Democratic Party. No, and we and I've said it on this show before. If if he's impeached, all you're going to do is guarantee a a win in 2020. Exactly. So, if he's impeached, Pence stands to win a great deal, but he'll never push for it. No. So then the question becomes: What is his motivation? Because He's either way, he's going to have to sit through the next two years or year and a half yeah. with with Trump, no mm-hmm. matter what, because mm-hmm. there's not going to be an impeachment. And then potentially another four years after that. Yeah. And we know 
that given the track record thus far, there won't be any chance that a Republican will most likely win in 2024. Mm-hmm. If we have eight years of Trump, there's no way a Republican's going to win. So what are his chances of becoming president? That's why his motivation is off. Yeah. That's where I question whether or not it's him. If impeachment was a distinct possibility, then this article being by Pence, then then it's his his he's got great motivation for it. Because, I mean, yeah, it definitely because makes sense. If you can get Trump out before 2020, and he becomes president, yeah. he's guaranteed 2020. Probably. Because the Democrats will, you know, burn their bridges with any uh, independent Republican. Probably. So he's guaranteeing himself pres- the presidency for at least six years, mm-hmm. if not 10 years. Possibly. <clears throat> so that that's why I don't think it's Pence, because he doesn't, he doesn't stand to gain anything from it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like you said, though, I don't, I don't really see anything that's going to change. Oh, you it's know, not. It, it, Nothing's going to change. People, people are going to support trump really regardless of what he does in office i mean, I, I think there's a line somewhere but, but, but and not for all look of at, them. look at it this way um you know you go out in public i don't know if you've seen it before i've seen people with like the deplorable bumper stickers yes and, and, i see it all and, the time and patches and things like that yeah. and and it's, trump, i see there's a there's a guy who lives by me drives his car he's got a, one of those car magnet things that you put on the doors uh-huh. and it's uh, uh it says god bless Pre- president trump on it, yeah, and it's big, bold. It covers his whole car door. But you know, but more so to the deplorable thing. You know, that was a comment from by Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. talking about racists, bigots, Nazis, the scum of our society, is which what she, came out in droves for Donald Trump. Yes, and that's so what she and, was and that's what to. she was referring to. So now you have all these people because Fox News painted it as something different, right? They'll think, oh, well, she wasn't going after the scum of our society. She was going after the Trump supporter. Right. So, I, you know, she it was just talking so about me. just so happens that there's an so, intersection Yeah, there. I voted for Trump, so you know what? Fuck it. I'm a deplorable. <laughs> well, I, I want to I walk up to these people and say, oh, are you a child molester? Right. Because that's what she's fucking talking about. Right. Well, it, What kind of shit person the, are you? In the sense, she was really focusing more on the racist. The I know that. I know that. But it was, yeah. it's all it's all under that under that umbrella. Right. So you have these these uninformed uneducated people Mm -hmm. that are going to walk with him no matter what he does and that's you're right and that's but i i still maybe maybe i'm trying to be somewhat optimistic i think there's a line i think there's some line he can cross that will cut his 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 38 percent base which has been solid 38 percent that will that'll never change I, I'm, I'm just saying, That'll part of me, the optimist in me thinks there's a line that he could lose, that he could cross where he might lose 10% of that. No. He might lose 1% or 2%. That's probably your best bet. Well, and I guess that's being optimistic to a degree. Even, but you but, think 1% or 2% would have changed the last election? More than likely. It could. It could. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I don't... I just... I've seen this man cross so many lines and nothing's changed. So, I mean, like I said, there isn't anything in this article that, that it's not groundbreaking. The only thing that's groundbreaking about it is that it supposedly came out of the White House. Yeah. Or that's so, it. Someone in the administration. In the administration. So, I mean, that's it. There's nothing else. Everything in it is exactly what we already knew, essentially. Yeah. Um, now, did you see Melania Trump's response? Which I, I, more I just, than, I just more than it was likely funny. it wasn't from her. But, I just uh, thought it was funny. MSNBC had a had a, a graph where they had all these pictures of all these. Um, apparently, there Trump has a list of all the people that he suspected of sending this out, and Melania was the first one on the list. Are you serious? She was on this like graph with all these pictures. She was her picture was first. So really? I don't know if that was just it was random or if that was at the top of his list. That letter's far too articulate for Melania yeah. to have put out. And her response is also. Well, her response. Bar- so so she came out with a response and said basically that um, they need to root this person out of the administration. That's, well, they're all saying that's that. treason and blah, blah, blah. That's, she that's, didn't deny any, <laughs> any of the fucking thing. Right. That's the other thing. Calling it treason is dangerous. Because you're you're basically saying that even within 
the administration, you can't have disagreements. Yeah. And that's that's why it, it hit me so hard when Pence said he'd be willing to take a lie detector test because it definitely you, the, implies... The, the president wants to hold everyone, everyone in the administration well, that's, to take one. Yeah, I know, but he, it's going to have to start at him because he's... You know, take the president out of the equation. He's the leader of that. Yeah. You know, he's the next one in line. So if he's willing, then everyone has to be willing, mm-hmm. theoretically. That is not what democracy is. That is not what America is. Yeah. To me, that's treason. That's you're you're setting up a standard that is be- beneath what I've always believed the principles of this country should be. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it is the fact that it ever, has ever been that high, it's below what I think it should be. Yeah. And I think I'm not alone. I would think that even a lot of Trump's, say, more moderate supporters would, if they really stopped and thought about it, mm-hmm. would agree that we shouldn't be doing lie detector tests on people just because they disagree with the president yeah. or they don't think he's a good president. I would hope that that's the case. Because if it's not, then we might as well just end it now and just be done with it. <laughs> just just convert it all over to a fascist nation and just well, be done with it. Because this, we're slow, close now, this but... slow burn shit is really irritating me. Yeah. Because if, if, we, if, if we have a fascist government, then those of us who, who still believe in, in democracy and, and, and human rights and all that, at least we have something to fight. Yeah. We don't have anything to fight because it's not there yet. And it's sad because... It is, but it's hiding in the shadows. It's hiding in the shadows. You can't fight shadows. No. That's why you can't fight terrorism. You can't fight drugs. These are things that don't exist yet. They're not, yeah. they're not tangible yet. Mm-hmm. You don't have a real enemy. No. We don't have the enemy yet. We see it on the horizon, mm-hmm. but we don't have it yet. And if you, and if you try to fight it too, too soon, you, you look like a fool. Yeah. You know? No one ever wants to be the one to fire the first shot. You know, and I'm, I'm talking metaphorically. I'm yeah, not yeah, talking, no, yeah, no, yeah. I'm not talking r- realistically. I'm talking metaphorically. You don't want to be the one to call it out too soon because you look like the fool, even if you're right. It has to be, it has to be evident. Yeah. And it's just not yet. Um, I guess I'll kind of leave, leave it like this, you know, at the outset of, at the outset of this presidency, I was... At least trying to give him a chance. Yeah, yeah, and you can go back to our, our very first podcast and, and hear you saying that. Yeah, and you know, and I said I would try, but that lasted about five minutes. And and, and I said that knowing that more than likely it was going to end up like it is now. A stink. I don't. It's just a pile of trash. I knew it would right end now. up bad. I, I'm like I said, every every time he crosses the line, I'm just like, well, there's another one. I mean, when does it end? Yeah. I would say it's it's worse than I thought. I, I suspected it. Would I mean, be. I don't know. It, I had a feeling it would end up like this. I was just trying to be optimistic, but you know, it's, it's, uh, in in two months we have an option. As long as people go out and fucking vote. Yeah, I mean, we have an opportunity to at least partially right the ship and uh, install some kind of uh, a check on the presidency in this administration. And that's and that's hopefully that's all we're getting. We're voting for because I again I think the Democrats are be foolish to push for impeachment. Yeah. I really do, but I want if they don't take the house or do anything in the midterms, I think you really kiss twenty twenty goodbye. Well, I mean, the economy could crash between now and then. I mean, you've got because of I don't, see that. I don't ta- see that happening because of Trump's tariffs uh, is a General Motors or Ford. They're they're laying people off now. Yeah, but I, I don't think it'll get to the point where the economy will take that big of a hit. Yeah, it's hard to say. Um. I mean, I guess the analysts saw 2008 coming, but I, I mean, at least on our level, I didn't see it hitting it as hard as it did. Yeah. You know, I suspected it was, we were going to get something because that's what happens when you cut all the fucking taxes and still spend out the ass. Yeah. Which Republicans are good, apparently good at doing. Well, I mean, both sides are good at spending out their ass. Yeah, but, but Democrats try to pay for it. Yeah, for, the, for the most part. George W. Bush started two wars. With the idea that the oil will pay for it. And yeah, that didn't and, do and that. Actually he the, had no plan to pay for any of it. And, and most of the war wasn't even on the budget. Uh, right. That's why, you know, that's why the balloon, the budget ballooned so much the beginning of the, Trump, uh, of the Obama administration. Because he took these 
these wars that were on the and, credit card, basically. Yeah, and put them on the budget. put them on the budget. Yeah. So it ballooned the, the, the budget. Right. But, you know, whatever. I mean, I don't want to get too far off subject there. I, so originally what we were going to talk about was, um, so I've always been a big fan of Meet the Press. Mm-hmm. I've been watching Meet the Press since Tim, I was. Tim, was yeah, Tim Russer. Tim Russer. Um, oops, I think I hit my mic there. Yeah, you did. Um, <clears throat> so I used to watch when Tim Russer did the yeah. show. and then He was good. He, he was good. And then he died. Yes. And uh, David Gregory took over. And I was not a David Gregory no, fan. No, no. Because Meet the Press was, at least for my first 30 years, 32 years or whatever it was growing up. Well, watch, I think he died before that. Uh, it was like 2008 when he died. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so Tim Rossert would always uh, go after people on his yeah. show. He didn't. He didn't pull he, punches he, or He anything. didn't have no. softball questions or none no, of that he didn't. stuff. And if you came on that show previously and said something, he'll he, call you he, out on what you he, said. He, exactly, yeah. he'll stop the interview and show you what the hell you said. Yeah, and then grill you on it. And David Gregory did not do that. Do that. Right. It was a lot of softball interviews, and I I stopped watching it. And and I think Chuck Todd has kind of brought it a little, a little bit, bit more back. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. He's not as aggressive as as Tim Russell was. No. But he so he came out with a, an article in the Atlantic in the Atlantic last week, an op-ed, basically calling out the the media in this country. And I have bashed on the media for the dura- ten or, fif- well, 10 or fifteen the, years, and publicly during the duration of the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, our first episode, I think we were talking about media and, and things like yeah. that. Um, so I, I've been openly hostile against our media, and. and it, a lot of it's their fault because of a lot of these the the talking points and things like that, mm-hmm. and and so Chuck Todd wrote this article talking about how they need to get past that. They need to go after people that are that are pushing alternative facts. Yes, and trying to harm the country. And not only that, but also defend themselves, defend their stories against against the attacks that yes. you know, like the president said, the media is the enemy of the state. Specifically, the media that disagrees with him. Yes, I, you know, um, and and the media is partially to blame for the current administration, even being there. Well, true, because they gave him millions and millions of dollars of free, free advertising. advertising. But you can't. It's their fault, but you have to accept what it is because it doesn't matter what era that would have happened. I have a feeling. Trump would have gotten as much coverage. He wouldn't have won, say, 50 years ago. Yeah. Because no no self-respecting voter would have voted for him 50 years ago. Probably not. But um, he he would have probably gotten the same kind of coverage because he was just so out there. Uh-huh. And the news is always going to gravitate towards that. They're going to see that. They're, you know, it's, it's, it's what it is. It's news. It is news. Yeah. So I mean, it is their fault, but you, I mean, you basically—it's their fault that they were doing what they just—it's what they do. But yeah, you know, for for a majority of the country's existence, you know, the media has been a trusted source to inform um, the the masses, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, and as Chuck Todd pointed out in this in the this article, it's been a forty year plus fifty years. What he said, or, in the or fifty whatever it is that this this. This in this is a result of what's been going on for right. a half a decade. And he calls century, out I mean. uh, Roger Ailes specifically as the architect of it. Well, yeah, because when Roger Ailes was, he was part of the Nixon administration, right. wasn't he? Yeah, and he did so, a lot of uh, essentially the same things that are going on now. Um, he was doing that, you know, as far as like say the the Russian investigation. Some of the talking points on Fox News are similar to the talking points during the Nixon administration yeah. with Watergate. The uh, but he originally pitched the idea of Fox News in the seventies, and I don't remember if it was called Republican TV or something like that. Right. But it was along those lines. It was it was a propaganda channel, and that's exactly what he did with with Fox News. Right. Well, after he lost out trying to do it at MS, at, at, himself, at MS, well, at MSNBC, yeah, yeah, because he was president oh, that's right. of CNBC, that's right, and he he was he was overlooked for leadership, but his goal was to turn MSNBC into what Fox News eventually became. Yeah. So, 
At least, I mean, I ju- I literally just read that article too before we started. So yeah, yeah, Ian did a whole lot of research before he came here <laughs> for this show. I did. I I read the articles right before we started. Thirty the seconds before I hey, hit record. It's fresh in the noodle. There way. you go. I it's guess fresh, so. Yeah, I guess so. so. Yeah, because I read these like I don't know a week ago. Yeah. Um. The this is where I, I do like Chuck Todd. I and I do think he does push people like closer to what Tim Russer did. I'm interested to see if he goes even further now. I, I kind of hope he does. I think he need, they all need to. And say what you will, there's when it comes to like update type stuff, I always kind of gravitate, gravitate towards MSNBC. I try to watch Fox News to get the other side, but I know it's 60% lies, so it's, it's very difficult for me. Or not it's, 60% it's very, lies. It's very colored. It's colored, for sure. Um, I don't mean that in... And arguably so is MSNBC on the other side. Yeah, exactly. But here's the difference. I was watching Chris Hayes the other day, and I don't remember what the statement was, but someone was talking about this, all this Trump stuff, and the guy made a statement. It was in a statement. It was a statement that's probably true, but it was he stated it, and there is no verifiable backup for it. Mm-hmm. And Chris Hayes stopped right there and said, we can't verify that. Yeah. yeah, I want to go on the record as saying that has not been verified. Yeah, you don't see you that. don't see that on Fox News. Well, you don't see that a lot. There I, are there are some decent journalists at Fox News. Okay, and you're right. There have been a, even a few that have been um, vocal against some of the things that Trump has it's, done. It's 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 Fox News is very different at different times of the day. In the morning, it's more like the morning talk show kind of bullshit, right? Uh, and I guess really the after the the primetime stuff is kind of the same way. It's all editorial, um, opinion based nonsense. Mm-hmm. And then the middle of the day is where they have like their the actual news shows. When is Fox and Friends on? The morning. Okay, that's their morning show. Because there, whether that's talk show or opinion, it it there's a lot of people who watch it, including the president himself. Yeah, no, and, and that's why he's on there a lot. Exactly. Um, so whether or not you you want to push it, kind of like well, it's not the same. It's still well, no, no, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. They're the, influencing. They're 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 morning, but what their morning and 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 prime time shows are different. It has a different feel, a different message than the middle of the day does. Right. Okay. The middle well, of well, the, the middle nighttime of, is when you get what your Sean Hannity, yeah, all the uh, all the nonsense. Tucker Carlson and yeah. and Laura Ingram. Okay. Yeah. Which he calls out specifically those three in his article. Yeah. Um. And then, but see, you look at MSNBC, and it's you've got Chris Matthews, Chris Hayes, Rachel Maddow, Lawrence O'Donnell, and Lawrence O'Donnell is my favorite, by the way. I love Lawrence O'Donnell, but but you know they're kind of the the opposite side of the same coin because a lot of them a lot of them do kind of so. similar things. I could not, never see, not to the same level. I could never see Tucker Carlson saying we can't verify that. Because as long as it's in tune with with what Fox News's talking points are, he will never question it. Whereas Chris Hayes at least would. Yeah, I okay. think Rachel Maddow would too. Lawrence O'Donnell definitely but, would. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying though, is they don't necessarily like flat out lie about things, but they do flat out ignore things exist. I think the the one problem that I see with MSNBC is that they focus on one particular story. Like the Trump tax return that supposedly Rachel right. Maddow had? Right, for a week. She spent a whole week on that. Yes. Other things fucking happened. They actually had a countdown on the on their, on their the TV that day, counting down to when she was going to release them. Right. And then she released it, and it was... Nothing. It was Al Capone's vault. Right. So, MSNBC, I don't, I'm not trying to say that MSNBC... And if, if, and if you people out there listening don't know what the hell I was referencing, that was a Geraldo thing from the 80s. Right. <laughs> I remember the I remember the reference. I just didn't remember what exactly all that was. But well, yeah, I remember because um, Geraldo spent all this time. Yeah, it yeah. spent like weeks leading up to he found uh, um, Al Capone's vault and he opened it up and it was empty. Yeah, uh, right. Um, I'm not saying that MSNBC is is perfect, but it's a different type of neglect. No, that's what I'm saying. It's it's the uh, it, that they do similar things. I didn't say they do the same thing. It's still misleading see i wouldn't even go that far i wouldn't say they're misleading nothing i've ever i've noticed on, they're saying they they're, say they say okay we've even though we know this over here is going on we're gonna talk about this shiny thing over here right and, and ignore that the other thing is even going on 
Or it's brought up. It's just not focused on. But that's, that's there are things that aren't even brought up. Very, eh, very rarely, if it's big enough to be mentioned, it's mentioned. It's just a matter of what what's focused on. But my problem is, is that if you turn you're, on, you're right, it might it might be talked about during the middle of the day, but it's not really or talked in the a middle lot of, of a show. It's not really talked about in their primetime shows. Right? No, it is, but it's just it's not not when I used to watch it. I mean, maybe maybe MSNBC's changed in the past it's, couple well, of years, it's, but it has. That was one of the reasons why I stopped watching them. It has it has changed a bit. The thing is, is that take this anonymous thing it's going to be talked about in depth on chris matthews then it's going to be talked about in depth on chris chris hayes then it's going to be talked about well now rachel rachel maddow doesn't she usually has her own little story going on <coughs> but it'll tie into it'll tie into something with its with uh with that rachel maddow is more of a i call her the historian journalist she tends to just do these stories where she's comparing this to this that's yeah. really what her show is now. It's pointing out little connections and, and continuities and discontinuities and stuff like that. I wouldn't necessarily call her more. That's what she, I'd call her more of a historian journalist. And Lawrence O'Donnell is more, I would call him more of, he's more editorial. He's, he may bring up the, the anonymous thing, but he's usually talking about um, how this stuff affects real people. It's it's more editorial and, and yeah. I would say more journalistic. Yeah, and, and and really they they shouldn't be talking about this anonymous thing anyway. But everybody is. That's I know that, thing, but that's you know? because, and that's why I kind of bring it back to what I was talking about originally, and that's one of the reasons why I think it could be the president because you're not talking about Senate hearings, right? You're not talking about Russia, you know. You're not talking about any of that. Well, and I guess to that to that credit. MSNBC has been talking about that stuff, even on top of this anonymous wow. stuff. So, um, in fact, was it Chris Chris Hayes the other day spent more than half his show talking about Brett Kavanaugh? Okay. So, well, because that was really big in the news. Right. But it was after this anonymous thing, too. Yeah. So, um, I don't know why we're even talking about that. It's a done deal. The Democrats are not going to stop him. They're not going to. They're not going to. Oh, they'll have the votes. They'll they have, have the votes. votes, exactly. So, oh. what difference does it make? No. He's going to be confirmed. And, he, and, so, he's, and he's a blatant liar. No, they, oh, that was on. one of the things Chris Hayes was doing. He was showing all these different, because uh, uh, he was up for some other thing, and he was in front of a Senate committee in 2004 and in 2006. And he, he the video of him saying, I knew nothing, and then I did, he was fucking lying. Yeah. He lied to the Senate on t- at least two occasions. He should be impeached for that. The thing that kind of drives me crazy is you have, and I like Cory Booker. He's, eh, I don't. I, he, think, he's, he's, I he's, think he's too corporatist. But so, but here's the thing. Oh, I, I, I'm not saying anything bigger than that. Uh, you know, but I like some of the stuff he says and some of the stuff he's done. You know, he went on this big rant. It, you know, it was, it was political theater. It was uh-huh. kabuki theater, and about the um, Kavanaugh's emails about racial profiling. Okay. And the the emails were marked committee confidential. So the committee could see them, but they couldn't release or even talk about them. Cory Booker got all pissed off about it and released them online. Okay. And I don't know what staffer he had read them, but he completely mischaracterized them and thought they were something completely different than what they were. There really wasn't anything there, but he's making it out, making it sound like, you know, that 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 Kavanaugh had writ- was writing emails about how he's in favor of racial profiling, right. and, and and it's the complete opposite in these damn emails. I was sitting there on lunch, reading the, through these emails, and I'm like, and they made a big deal on all over the news about Cory Booker releasing these uh-huh. because he could yeah, be, well, he, he, he could be kicked out of the Senate for it. Um, can he? Because it's yes. an elected position. How can they do that? They can remove him from the Senate. It's, it's through procedural rules, but it's just he. So he makes it out to be one thing, and then you read through him, and it's something completely different. And it just makes the Democrats look like fucking idiots, right? Well, because he didn't sit down. He had some staffer read these things, and, and they said, that. and they thought it was something right. different. Yeah, I haven't read them, and I I did hear whispers of that, um, all that going down. I didn't realize that's what it was. If something is confidential, and it's your job to adhere to those rules, 
you shouldn't have. He shouldn't have done that. Even if yeah. even if what he what he well, saw in those well, emails so, was accurate. Even if that's what he saw, then you you don't you still don't do that. The it's Democrats like, in the hearing were saying that the Republicans were marking things confidential that shouldn't have been marked confidential. Is that the hundred thousand pages or yeah, something so whatever, or whatever? Whatever okay. it was. So they said they marked a bunch of this stuff confidential because they didn't just didn't want to see it in public. In public, right? Because it would hurt Brett Kavanaugh's case. It doesn't matter and what some, the people and, and, think. It, it, he's like you said. The Democrats can't stop him, and the Republicans aren't going to stop him. No. So what difference does it make if if all of the? I mean, it could come out that he was a member of the Ku Klux Klan, and it, and if if the Senate doesn't care, they they just, it doesn't matter. But kind of what I was talking about the back uh, with the Cory Booker thing is it's not. It really has nothing to do about the emails. Right. It was all about the theater of it. And that's what the thing I didn't like about it either. It was he wasn't doing this. He wasn't doing this to stop the process. The process. He was doing this to get his name out there. He was doing this. Well, there's been a lot of talk about. Well, not so much lately, but there was a lot of talk early on um, after 2016 about Cory Booker being a, a candidate. God help us if that's the no, case. No, I don't know. I don't. Oh, there's a few other politics. A few other Democrats that it were names were thrown around at the, in the early days. It's like if you do you want to hand Trump the presidency because yeah. that's what you're going to fucking do. You might as well just not run anybody. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It's just it's just all kind of frustrating. It is. Well, <laughs> I mean, we blame the media a little bit for Trump. We got to blame the Democrats They're more equally, so, yeah. more so, because they well, don't yeah. they don't have enough spine to stand up to the to the to the tactics that the Republicans have been using. At least for the last twenty years, because the the Democrats have seemed they always seem to, to to take the high road. They try to, but they don't. I mean, and, this is but, a perfect example. So this they, wasn't a high road. No, they it they try to take the high road, but ends up not being that at all. Right. And you can't always take the high road when you're dealing with such low people most of the time. When you're dealing with someone like Trump, you can't take the high road. With yeah. Them. Well, I mean, I, you got to fight think, back at least a little bit. I think. Yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I think you could take the higher road. Yes, but you've got to fight. You've, <laughs> you've got to fight. fight, and you may have to get your hands a little dirty to do it, because that's the only way you're going to be able to fight against someone as dirty as Trump. Yeah. I mean, and that we don't have anybody willing to do that. The Democrats don't have anyone with enough guts to do that. No. And I and maybe Bernie is that guy, but I don't know if he's got the stamina to do it. No, I don't think he does. So I don't know. Um, but kind of going back to the media real quick, yeah. I, I, go, I think a lot of it goes back to the greed, though, is the reason why they don't come out here. Well, come I mean, out we've said this before. Because the, so yeah. you've got big corporations, multinational cor- corporations uh, that are running, the, that basically own most of our media, at least all right. the big media. Right. Multinational corporations owning the the media itself, so they don't want to put things out there that are going to hurt their business. Right. And then you have the news anchors that are more interested in their contract, contract and ratings. And yeah, exactly, Ooh. their ratings, um, their opinion. Mm-hmm. They're more interested in any of that than the good of the nation. Right. Well, I mean, there's no answer to that because I. I don't know. It just like you said. It maybe maybe Chuck Todd will start even start getting better because I do like Chuck Todd. I like, the the two people I really like go out of my way to watch sometimes are Chuck Todd and uh, and Lawrence O'Donnell. Yeah, because I know Lawrence is he's old school. He's an old school journalist. Yeah. Um, same as Chris Matthews, but Chris Matthews has kind of gone off the deep end uh, a little bit. A little bit. No, a little, only a little bit. Well, it, it, he could be a Chris, lot worse. Chris Matthews went off the deep end like seven years ago. I've seen him worse than he is now. Believe okay. me. Okay. Um, and with considering his his view on Trump, he could be a lot fucking worse. Yeah. A lot worse. I almost said worser there. Yeah, I did. I, heard that. <laughs> I caught myself. Uh, Lawrence O'Donnell though is he's old school. Yeah. I mean he's he's got a Cronkite likeness to him that I, I I really appreciate. Um. I wouldn't go that far with Chuck Todd, but I would go that far with Lawrence O'Donnell. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't want to get too far off into that, all that, but I mean, just. It's an interesting it's, article. I think you should read it. You know, uh, Read both audience. of them. Yeah, definitely read both of them. Like I said, the anonymous thing, I didn't get, it didn't, my eyes weren't open to anything that I wasn't already aware no, of. No, no. And I, I, it does, I think, it gives credence to the deep state claims by the president 
Does it not? Well, no, but it specifically calls out saying that this is not the deep state. It's, it's the, the steady, steady state. state. <laughs> yeah, give me a fucking break. See, that's that's the other thing. It's almost too articulate for Trump. Well, I'm not saying he wrote it. He has speech writers that could probably put something together. Yeah, he doesn't easy. even... He doesn't use his speech writers most of the time for anything. I don't know. And when he does, he looks like he, he he's boring. Yeah. You know, if he quite honestly, if he used his speech writers, he wouldn't win an election. I don't know about that. His base wouldn't they wouldn't have anything to rally against. Uh well when he's reading his, when his, he's reading his, he's boring as shit. His base is gonna vote for a shoe if the shoe is up for nomination against mm-hmm. a Democrat. Right. Very true. I mean, it is. Uh, you could say the same thing on the opposite side. There's a oh no, I, there there are there, times where there I would are say it no. might it might not be thirty eight percent, but there is a very big chunk of the Democratic base that is going to vote for that water bottle sitting on the table over there if it has a D next to its name. Yeah, I suppose you got it on both sides. So you know, elections are one in the middle. They no, they used to be. They're no, not no, 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 no. They're one in the middle between because you've got one a certain percentage that's going to vote for Democrats, a certain percentage that's going to vote for Republicans. You've got to win a majority of the ones in the middle. Is right. what I'm talking about. Not n- not necessarily political middle, but between those two factions. Right. That's where but, elections. But see are that like. that middle line though, I think is. It moves. It, it, it does move. It moves. It's not it's not moving in in a direction of Republican or Democrat. What I think is moving is. There's a line starting to separate the middle now and oh, pushing, yeah. you know, one side over and one side over. Yeah. You know, that's the divide that even Chuck Todd was talking about um, and, and the anonymous was talking about in terms of discourse. That's more. It was more in the anonymous. Um, yeah. Um, that's where the discourse is existing. And that's whoever's creating that is pushing that wedge in between the middle. Yeah. And. You know, I don't know what the end result of that is, but it's not. It can't be good. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's just. I guess in, in the in the end of it, I mean, get out and vote in two, in November. Yeah, please. That's, that's it. Please go out and vote. <laughs> I mean, that's about all I can say on it. It's is the, it's if you again, don't if you don't like what's going on, don't sit in your kitchen and bitch and complain about it. Right. Get out and actually do something about it. And even if you do like it, if you want it to stay the same. You go out and vote because that's the only way. It's n- nothing, nothing happens without votes. No. I've said it a million times. Politics is not a spectator sport. It shouldn't be, but it has become so, such. Get out, get involved, and do something. Go out and vote. If that's the least the the, the, the least, least you can, you can do, do yeah. get out and vote. Right. Because but, it's a uh, right that it, that it's a fragile right. Well, it's look at look at it this way. If there's any one big cause that you are in favor of, whether it's abortion or immigration or whatever. If you don't vote, that's a vote for the opposition. Right. If you are pro-immigration and you don't go out and vote, that's a vote for anti-immigration. Right. I totally agree with that. But uh, I don't know. I'll leave it there, Ian. You got anything else to add? I mean. Not really. It's about, I think we covered everything. Yeah. Was it, uh, it wasn't too bad of an episode. No, we didn't fight or anything. No, I know. It was kind of. I don't know. It, I, I, I could stab you real quick just to see if it pisses you off. Uh, well, that, well, it probably wouldn't piss me off because there was the one time I stabbed you. So. Right. I owe you one anyway. <laughs> you got to owe me one. <laughs> I, and, and I will cash in on that eventually. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the right time. You hit me in a dream. You better wake up and apologize. Yeah. Who was that? Uh, was that? Uh, oh, who character was that? I don't remember which that. one it was. Yeah. Reservoir Dogs. Was yeah, it was, yeah, it was in Reservoir Dogs. I yeah. remember. Um, it's been shit ten years since I've watched that movie. Um, I don't know any uh, any questions or comments. You can email us at contact at lifeandjournalpodcast dot com. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter and all that jazz. Check out our website, and that's about it. That's it. Talk to y'all later. All right, peace. My role, let me tell you about it. This shit right here, man, I'm about, about it. Only real niggas reside around me. Yo, lady, drop a card around me. Dip like I know you can, bitch. Show me the rust like we in the ring. Got you some cobras, you wanna hang? Shoulder to shoulder, the niggas basic. You know I won't lie. You know that I ain't for that fuck shit. You niggas alright, but I'm way better and she love it. Know that y'all sick as fuck. Here go this tissue, bro. We taking the dub. Hoping you get you some. This hit like a pick me up. She taking my drugs. Know to see the sign. 
That's who down side. Now they sick as fuck. Now they sick as fuck. Tell them get well soon. Tell them get well soon. Now you sick as fuck. Get well soon. Oh shit. Watch out, you the god, Billy. Oh shit. Bring that shit in bottles. We must at the party that hit.